And tonight we're going to continue uh, our series on biblical relationship goals and what the Bible says about, honestly, what the Bible says about even dating relationships. Uh, the story between Ruth and Boaz is, is, in essence, a dating relationship that you see the uh, kind of how they courted each other before marriage and some of the biblical principles that are given in both of their lives and some necessities that we need to have when it comes to dating and relationships. Now guys, I know that um, people don't talk a lot about dating and relationships when it comes to um, biblical things. I know that we hear a lot about it on social media or even from our friends. And I don't know when you, you know, what age you think that is a appropriate time to start dating and all that stuff. And before I try to tell you when that is or what you think that that age is or what is appropriate, and then I think there's a good biblical things that are presented to give us kind of an idea when we're ready for that, as when we're ready for those things and what we need to look for. Guys, honestly, what I want to give you is I see so many dating relationships end terribly, especially in the Christian in the Christian world. Dating relationships that's in ter end terribly and end up like, especially in a youth group, divide a youth group because they're two people who no longer get along because they dated for a little while and then she doesn't like him and he doesn't like her. And then they kind of, uh, they avoid each other. They're, there's an awkwardness. When it comes to dating like that, and guys, I want us to see some good biblical principles about dating. Number one, guys, to teach you what it means to be a man and approach dating biblically. And then girls, what it is for you to be a, a young woman, a biblical woman, and approach dating biblically. And what to look for in a guy, and a guy what to look for in a girl. Okay, And that's exactly what uh, we begin to see in Ruth. That's why I asked you to read it last week, because there's some really good stuff in there. Uh, kind of came in early today, and she could really sense my frustration because she came back into the office around 4.30. And normally it takes me about two hours to condense all the studying that I've done into this thing, okay? Because <laughs> I want you guys to be able to get it. And uh, she came in, and it had been about three and a half, three and a half hours or so, and she began to ask, she asked, is something wrong? Because normally I'm already over here by then, and I had a hard time condensing because there's so much good stuff in here. And so um, I really want to try to, uh, for you guys, I always want to make sure that I just get to the main point and that we don't miss the main thing that's there. But there's some really good stuff here. So I, I want you to look tonight, we're going to look at the biblical relationship goal of protection, of protection. And so kind of to, to begin, uh, I want us to, to read a text. We're going to start in verse 1 of chapter 2 and read to the end of verse 13. That's going to be our primary uh, study tonight. Uh, so I hope that you've been able to read some of the others, but we're going to look at that tonight and what it says about protection. Let's stand together as we honor the reading of God's word. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 2, it says, There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. And she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now, Boaz, now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servants, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now. 
though she rested a little while in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go and glean in, other, in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and a, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for you have comforted me. And have spoken kindly to your maidservant, though I am not like one of your own maidservants. Let's pray. God, I pray that you just help us to see, uh, Lord, the truth that's before us today, that you teach our hearts and challenge us in the things of God. Lord, I pray that you would just allow your spirit to move through me and that all that would be seen is Christ and Christ alone. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Guys, there's a few things that I want you to see uh, tonight, and the first thing that I want you to see, just to write it down, guys, storyline-wise, you see that Ruth had actually went to her mother-in-law and said that she wanted to she wanted to work. They needed to have something to be able to get some some food, okay? And so back then, uh, what they would do, it was, by, it was by Old Testament law. God told um, them in the Old Testament that they were not to gather all of the food when they would gather in their crops. It says that if something fell on the ground, they were to leave it there. For the poor, in specific, that was a command. God said, leave it. It says, don't, don't even harvest the corners. So when it gets to the corners, they were supposed to leave the corners alone for the poor and the needy. So if they were gathering and stuff fell, they would leave it. They would gather in sheaves, but they would leave it so that the poor can come and gather something, have something to eat. So basically, Ruth says, hey, let me go like one of the poor, and let me gather something so that we can have something to eat. And then... And lo and behold, she happens to be in the field that Boaz owns. And here's where it comes, guys. This is where the storyline begins. Here he is coming, and he's a godly man. He greets the guys, and he's like, hey, guys, the Lord, you know, the Lord bless you. And they're like, bless you. Then all of a sudden, you can see. Guys, it's almost as if you can really see, if you're reading a book, all of a sudden, the storyline changes. He's talking to a bunch of guys, and all of a sudden, he turns and looks and goes, now, who is that? Okay? You ever been in one of those situations? You're in mid-conversation. You're like, oh. Who is that? Okay, that's exactly the tone that you get. Boaz. Boaz is like, oh, and he's like, whoa, whose young woman is that? He noticed her. Okay, and now one of the things that we deal with in relationships is a thing called attraction. Okay, I don't know anybody that has started a relationship with somebody that they weren't at first at least somewhat attracted to. Okay, attraction is real. God has given us attraction. Okay. I've never heard anybody say, man, I just really like her. She's so ugly. That doesn't make any sense, okay? It's never really happened. Why? Because what God does, it's even a blessing of God, is that you notice that different people are attracted to different, to different people, okay? Some person you may think is attractive, everyone's like, mm, I don't see it, okay? Attraction is actually something that's given by God, okay? So attraction's real. We all have it because all of us have different tastes and different things like that, and so attraction's real. Attraction was real to Boaz, now, I want you to notice this. There are a lot of people that preach that, that Ruth was just this amazing, beautiful woman, okay? And I know that's implied, but it's never said in Ruth. 
It's never said that she was a beautiful woman. It's never said like it, like of, of others. Other places in the Bible it says that, these, that they were, I mean, beautiful to look upon. It doesn't actually say that of Ruth. There's only one section that kind of hints to the fact that she was probably pretty good looking in the sense that he would later tell her when she actually, part where they start pursuing each other, he says, blessed are you for you didn't go after younger men. And to insinuate that she could have had anybody that she wanted, and yet instead she, she pursued him because it was the right thing to do. So it was interesting how a lot of people just say that, man, Ruth is just this beautiful woman. Actually, the Bible doesn't say that. It just says that he was attracted to her, that he was attracted to her. And so I want you to write this down, guys. It's important. First, I want you to write down that protection is the first reaction to attraction. Protection is the first reaction to attraction. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. It just did, okay? But I want you to see, Boaz sees her, and he asks, whose young woman is that? Who, who, who's that girl? Okay, he's like, who is that girl? He sees her. You can tell there's attraction there. And the very first thing he does is sets up a way to protect her. If you'll notice the passage, he, he asks the guys, who is this? Who is this girl? And then the guy tells him, well, this is Ruth, the, the Moabite woman who came back with Naomi. And they, they kind of already knew the story. And so when they told him who she was, his very first reaction to the attraction that he had to her was to protect her. You notice the conversation. Then Boaz said to Ruth, he immediately goes to her and has this conversation. He says, you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Basically, he's saying, biblical terms, would you, would you hear me? Would you listen to me? And so she does. She turns and she listens to him. And the first thing he says is, don't go from here, but stay close by my young women. He said, stay close. So guys, when it comes to protection, let me, let me give you a, a, a basic understanding of true attraction when it's biblical attraction. If a person's really attracted to you, they will not exploit you, they will protect you. You see, if a guy really is attracted to you, he's not attracted to you by what he can get from you. He's, he, in that attraction, a true attraction will manifest itself in his desire to protect you. Notice this, that she has not yet even shown an interest in Boaz. You know, there's no, we don't, I mean, people are like, well, Nathan, you don't know that. Well, the scripture doesn't say there's like eye contact and, you know, ooey gooey stuff happening. It doesn't really say that. Uh, you just see from her words that she's very kind of matter of fact and thankful in that aspect. But he goes overboard by saying, hey, I, I want you to stay close. You stay, stay close. Stay with Stay with my handmaids. Don't go away from this place. Guys, one of the first aspects of protection, when a person really wants to protect somebody else, if you write this down, the first thing is protection uh, seeks for them to be close. They want them to, to stay close. Okay, when a person wants to protect you, there's a, there's a, you, they want to stay where they can see you. Okay, they want you to stay where they can see you. And when, even now, Sarah's like 14 years old, right? And when she asks me if she can ride her bike, I say this. Well, stay where I can see you. That sounds so childish, doesn't it? Stay where I can see you. Well, we went in a crazy, whacked out world anyway. But like, there's something about being able to see her that I feel like I can protect her. If I could see what's happening and I feel like I can get there in time or I can somehow in some way protect her. The desire for protection is a first response to attraction. Listen, guys, if it's a biblical relationship, one of your first responses is not to exploit but to protect. 
If right now you're in a relationship and all you're thinking about is what you can get from that person, you need to step back. That is not a biblical relationship. That's a dangerous one for both of you. His first reaction, she's not even shown an interest in him, and his first thought is to protect her. He protects her by, number one, trying to keep her close. Number two, you see his protection is he wanted to seek to keep her pure, to keep her pure. Notice this next statement. He said, let your eyes be on the field which they reap. He said, so stay close to my handmaids and let your eyes be on the fields that they're reaping. And notice this phrase. He said, have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? It's like Boaz went and said, hey, guys, I, I want to hear you tell you something. Hands off. Stay away. There is some protection there. He even told her that, hey, I told the young men, leave you alone, to leave you alone. Listen, I, I can see even in Boaz a desire for protection. And now, listen, I don't know if she found that immediately attractive, but I know that his ultimate desire for Ruth was that she would remain safe. That she wouldn't be somewhere where she would be unsafe. Listen, that means, guys, if you really have a true attraction, a biblical attraction, one of the first things that you'll do is you want to keep them close. And the second, you want to keep them pure. He desired for her to stay safe and pure. Listen, in that day, it would have been easy for another young man to approach her. It would have been easy for another man because she was a foreigner uh, to approach her and actually proposition her. And so he wanted to protect her from those types of things. And so he tells the young men, stay away from her. Now listen, I know that's sort of normal for guys when we start a relationship. Another guy doesn't like another guy looking at his girl or talking to his girl, which is funny. It's almost like we're possessive. You know, that's my girl, okay? And I know that that's, and that's kind of the way things, we think that things are. But in this case, his protection was not that she's mine. He simply said, I want her to be safe. And pure. Because the reality is she was not. They weren't even in a relationship. Guys, as, as far, they're not dating at this point. They're not courting at this point. There's no romance taking place at this point. There's simply a desire in his heart, in his life, to keep her safe. To protect her. So guys, one of the first things that you see in protection is that, that the first reaction. Protection is a first reaction to true attraction. You ever notice that you'll see guys on Facebook, there's, they, they throw things out there. or They'll have a picture about what's wrong with this picture. And they'll have a guy that's like uh, walking, and he's walking on the wrong side of the girl. And some people don't even know what that means, okay, walking on the wrong side of the girl. Um, some of you may have grown up in next generation and learned some basic, uh, what is basic, <laughs> what I would call just, I don't know, manners when it comes to how you're supposed to treat a girl. Open a door for her, treat her like the scripture says to. Scripture says to treat them as a weaker vessel. I didn't write that. God wrote that. Okay? Doesn't mean girls are weak, he said, but you treat them as the weaker vessel, which means that you take care of them. Boaz is a godly man doing what God said to do in a relationship. And yet you can tell that at this moment he's not even entered into a relationship. All he's done is he's, had, he's got some attraction for her, and his first reaction to that is to protect her. So he wants to keep her close, he wants to keep her pure, and then you'll see that protection seeks to provide. Notice next what it says, he said, And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Now, I love this. He doesn't say, go and dip from the well. He said, no, you go and, you go and get what the men have already dipped from the well. The, the ones that have already worked to get it, you go and you take that little thing and you dip it. 
He gave her a special privilege, okay? A special privilege in that case. He said, listen, what the men have already, the young men have already drawn, you go and get you some. He's like, hey, I, he wanted to fully provide for her even in that moment. Listen, there are some biblical principles, and guys, what, there's one actually we're going to deal with um, next week. We're actually deal with the, pro, the providing aspect of what it means to be in a relationship because Boaz really exhibits that uh, in an amazing way. He shows a great deal of provision for her as he's basically seeking after her but his first reaction was to protect and protection means that you desire to provide he wanted to take care of her needs now listen guys girls in a relationship if it's all about you then it's not a good relationship he was he was trying to meet her needs he was trying to care for her provide for her protect her it wasn't all about him as a matter of fact if you notice it was nothing about him he gained nothing from this. There was no perks from this. There was no date from this. There was no first kiss from this. There was nothing from this. This is what it means to have a true attraction for a person. It's to say, hey, there's not a, there's, there's not a, I get something out of this. No, his first reaction was to pr protect this young girl. When you saw that he has this attraction his first response was to say, hey, I want, I want to protect her. So you see that he protects her by, by these things, by saying that, man, I, want, I wanted to keep her close. He wanted to keep her within view. He wanted to keep her pure, keep her out of, out of bad situations. And guys, let me just make some personal application here in this moment. Guys, if you really care about somebody, you will desire the same thing. You will desire to keep them close. You will desire to keep them pure. Not to take their purity, your desire will be for them to remain pure, to do things right. He had a desire for her to be pure and to do things right. And even though he had not yet even entered into a relationship with her, you can see his protection of her own purity. He desired to protect her purity. And guys, in a relationship, a real relationship that needs to be your desire. Understand that there is, uh, obviously in this situation, there is some physical attraction and in that physical attraction, there's always going to be temptation. And so there has to be a, a, a desire within you, a true protecting desire to protect your own purity and protect hers as well. So guys, there's a, there's a challenge that's given here in us of what it means when we're in a relationship, a biblical relationship, what that looks like. And first you see that it's simply protection is the first reaction to attraction. Now I want you to see number two. The source of true attraction. Now, this is where, to me, it gets real. Here's the story. I mean, you see him. He noticed her. He's like, wow. And his first reaction is like, I want to protect this girl. And so he comes and he talks to her and he says, will you do these things? Will you? He doesn't tell her. He says, will you? Will you stay close? Will you stay close? Will you stay with my maidens? And when I've already told the young men, they're not to touch you. They're to leave you alone. They're not to harass you. You're to be able to be able to come and go as you see fit. And, and when you get thirsty, I've already told them that you can go and dip and you can drink. He had already displayed, guys, a true. He had already displayed his attraction for her, his desire to protect her. But where did that come from? You see, most people, when they think of attraction, we think of the physical. Man, that's a that's a good looking girl. Man, that's a, a good looking guy. I. I love the fact that the scripture gives even the reason why Boaz was so attracted to her. Because you notice that he asks the question, whose young woman is this? And he doesn't react 
until he finds out who she is. You notice he didn't approach her just because he saw her. He didn't say, man, that's a good-looking girl. Walk straight up to her and say, hey, can I, can I take care of you? Let me, let me, let me protect you. Not, that, that's not how it worked. He asked the question, who is that? And when he asked the question and they told him who she was, then you see that this attraction really took off. Why is that? Well, I want you to see number two. The source of true attraction is first as he saw her commitment. There's two things I want you to see in this passage is that you see that he, when he has this conversation with her later, he says that he's already, he's already asked about her. He's already found out things about her. It's in verse 11. It says, Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you have left your father and your mother in the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. You see, Boaz had actually found out some things about this girl. He'd actually found out about her past and her life and what kind of individual she was, what kind of character that she actually had. You notice he didn't pursue the relationship until he found out what kind of girl she actually is. Now, guys, there's some wisdom here, okay? There's so many times we get into relationships based off of just sheer physical attraction, and you don't know anything about that girl. Listen, I've met some girls that are beautiful on the outside that are filthy on the inside. You're around them for very long, and their, their mouths are filthy, their conversation is filthy. You don't even like to sit and talk to them. And so listen, no matter how good they look, guys, at that moment, I'm telling you off, that is like a huge turnoff. A girl with a dirty mouth, I remember thinking, man, this girl was attractive. I went up to her, started talking, and she just started allowing, just man, cuss words were coming out of her mouth. And instantly, instead of being attractive like she was, her attraction just kind of left. It's kind of like, eh, I'll see you later. Guys, there's, a, there's an attraction aspect. You know, it's more than just the looks. And so many people get into relationships based off of looks. I don't want you to think that that's what Boaz is doing, because it's not. Boaz, it wasn't like, ooh, man, that is, man, that is a good-looking Moabite girl. Woo! And he just went after it. No, he actually found out what kind of girl she was. It's interesting to me that meant that he, he says, been fully reported, which means he asked about her. He was interested. So he found out, listen, here's the cool thing, is he found out what other people said about that individual, not about what they said about themselves. He says, it's been fully reported to me what kind of person you are. Listen, this, this, this source of true attraction came from the fact that he actually saw her commitment. He saw the fact that she was willing to leave what she knew to simply be faithful, which is what we talked about last week, commitment to be faithful to her mother-in-law. He saw the true, this, this true commitment that she had to her mother-in-law, leaving everything it is that she knew. And you notice how he even worded it, coming to a people that you, you don't even know. Coming to a bunch of people you don't even know. He was, he was, guys, he was interested and impressed with her character. And when he found out the type of character that she had, guys, that's what fueled that attraction. Is it fueled that attraction to her because he knew what kind of woman that she really was. So you see that he saw her commitment. Not only that, he saw her work ethic. He came out and the guy starts talking. He says, man, she started early in the morning and she's continued into the day. She took one break when she went into the house. This young woman was willing to work. Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just get on something just a little bit here in both relationships. And one of, the, one of the most important things for you to find in an individual is a work ethic. And here's what I mean. Listen, if, if a person is not dedicated to sticking something out, 
to working a job or working in school or doing something, they're showing the ethic that they have when it comes to when things get hard. And I'm here to tell you something, guys, relationships get hard. And if you find an individual that doesn't stick with things, that doesn't have a work ethic, that doesn't want to work hard, that doesn't want to stick with things, find somebody else to date. Because that individual, that's going to drift right into their relationships, and they'll quit relationships as easily as they quit jobs. They'll quit relationships as easily as they quit classes or quit trying to study. Guys, a work ethic was important, and he saw that she had a good work ethic. Guys, a work ethic's important for all of us, and I know this is kind of a side note, but he noticed that, and it meant something to him. He noticed that she stuck with things. She wasn't afraid to work hard. I saw this was interesting because you also see Ruth's character, even in what she said to Naomi. Now, I've caught a lot of things in the study. And, I, and guys, I've condensed a lot, so I hope I'm, I'm making sense to you because there were so many awesome, like, mini-sermons in this thing. But this was really cool. When Ruth asked Naomi, hey, can I, I want to go glean, and I know I've never caught this phrase before. She knew, she knew whose land it was that she was going to glean. She knew it. Check this out. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him whose sight I may find favor. She knew that she was going to the field of the one kinsman redeemer that they had in that place. Like I said, it's a sermon of sermon. and I don't have a chance to go into kinsman redeemer. There's one guy that could redeem, so and so, quote unquote, redeem Naomi and her family's land and all that stuff. And his name was Boaz. And she said, permit me to go to that land and that's where I will glean. Now, here's the deal. I love this. You see an awesome character about Ruth, okay? So you see that he sees her commitment, you see that he saw her work ethic, and he sees her, listen, her character. Now here's how her character is revealed. Here's how her character is revealed. I love this. When a girl wants to get a guy's attention, what's the typical thing that they do? Okay? Uh, when, when I notice when a, when a girl wants to get a guy's attention, she, she dolls herself up, okay? And I don't mean that bad. I mean, she tries to look pretty, okay? She doesn't say, well, let's just see how ugly I can look, and maybe he'll try. That's not how that works, okay? There's no girl that's at prom being like, well, I'll just see if I can just make myself look like a clown, okay? That's not, that doesn't work, right? They don't, I mean, they're thinking about, they, they worry about their dress, and they do all, and when, when somebody wants to appear attractive to everybody around them, okay, because at prom, it's not just the guy, I know that, it's just like, I just want to outdo everybody else, but anyway, it, you know, here it is, they, they want to look good, but they don't sit and just, it's not a careless thing, they actually worry about what? The outward appearance, why? Because that's natural. It's natural for them to worry about the outward appearance, because they want people to see them, okay, they, they want to draw attention. Ruth knew that she was going to the field of the only person that could actually redeem them. And instead of getting herself all fancied up, she would rather him see the true her and her own character than just to see a pretty girl. I love this. I wrote this down because this was awesome. She could have dressed herself up. Notice later, and you guys, well, you would have had to read ahead, and some of you haven't read ahead. But later, Naomi's going to tell her, hey, clean yourself up. Put on your best outfit, get the makeup on, let's do this thing, okay? Later she's going to tell her, dress up, let's see if he notices you, okay? She's later going to tell her to do that. So she had nice clothes, she had 
makeup or whatever. She had the stuff to look attractive, to draw attention to herself. And when she knew she was going to meet somebody, she didn't try to draw attention to herself with her outward appearance. She desired them to see the true her. She didn't say, I don't want a bunch of makeup. I don't need, I don't need a new outfit. I'm going to go and I'm going to work. I'm going to go, Naomi, I'm going to go be me. And see if he notices, listen to this, see if he notices me. Not, not an outward appearance, if he notices the real me. I love that. I love that. You see that right down there, he said she wanted to be noticed for the right reasons. She wanted to be noticed for the right reasons. Guys, when it comes to relationships, one of the things that I think this passage in particular warns us of is physical attraction. Now, physical attraction can be good. Because, listen, I, I don't know anybody that's not physically attracted. Listen, I'm, I'm very physically attracted to my wife. She laughs at me because I still think she's a size zero. She, she, she says, why do you buy small shirts? Well, you're a small. She said, I haven't been a small in forever. Okay, uh, maybe I've got, just, but I, she, to me, she's one of the most beautiful, most beautiful people in all of the world. Now listen, so I'm attracted to my wife, and I should be attracted to my wife. Attraction's real. But can I tell you something? One of the reasons why I'm more attracted to her today than I was the day we got married, because listen, you know, I mean, a lot of years have passed. I'm a lot uglier than I, I don't know. I'm, I'm uglier than I used to be. My ears, I think, are slowly, slowly growing to my head. But I'm uglier than I used to be. But I'm hoping that she loves me more than she did when we first got married. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, this. It doesn't have anything to do with that, okay? You see, that the, the more we live together, the, the longer that we're together and we have this relationship, I see and get to know the real her. And I'm telling you, she is beautiful. Because I know the real her. And that's attractive. Because some of us, it's so, listen, I'm just telling you, it is so on the surface. Just attraction. Like, can't, can't even allow a person to see you without having makeup on. Girls, what's going to happen? Some, they're going to see you without makeup, okay? It's going to happen. And if he don't like you without makeup, guess what? Find somebody else. Find somebody else. I tell you, one of the things that I love, one of the things, when, and honestly, guys, uh, when, I started, when I started trying to, and I hate to say trying to find somebody to marry, but I knew that it was time, and, and I kept trying to make somebody else that all the time, trying to make this girl that was my best friend going in high school, that this, oh, best friends, these friendships, they make great relationships. Well, it wasn't what God wanted, and it ended up not being, and I'm telling you, one of the things that, that I was most attracted to Jill in is she did not try to make herself up. She actually didn't even wear makeup. I'm <gasps> but she didn't. She didn't wear makeup. She wore no makeup. And I thought, wow, that's, that's the real her. That's the real her. Now, I'm not preaching against makeup or like you shouldn't wear makeup or you're of the devil. I'm not talking about that, girls. I'm not at all. But I am saying this, that there's so much stuff that happens that we worry about the outward appearance that we never allow people to really see who we really are. One of the things that Boaz was attracted to is the fact that Ruth wanted him to see who she really was. She knew she was going. She knew whose field she was going to. She didn't know she'd meet him, but she knew whose field she was going to. And the opportunity to get all dolled up and dressed up and look all gorgeous, she, did, she said, I want him to see the real me. I want him to see the real me. And listen, he did. He saw the real her, and when he saw the real her, the real her there was an attraction an attraction that caused him, literally caused him to approach her and desired to protect her. Listen, if you have, 
if you're in a relationship and that individual is only seeking to exploit you and not protect you, that is not a biblical relationship. That's not a biblical relationship. As a matter of fact, their focus should be on the other individual. Good relationships are people that focus on the other individual. And if you've got two people focusing on each other, then you've got a good relationship. But when you've got a relationship that's all about one or all about the other, what? You've got turmoil in a relationship. You've got a person trying to constantly uh, please another person or meet somebody else's needs and oftentimes have to change who they are or change the way they look or change who they hang around or change where they go or change what movies they watch or change something just to be able to meet this person's preferences. True relationships, listen, true relationships, good relationships desire to, listen, they desire to protect the other individual from that kind of nonsense. Protect the individual from that kind of pressure. You don't have to change for me. That's the kind of attitude. Don't change anything for me. I want to know the real you. Guys, that's a real relationship. Because here's what happens. You know why so many relationships end in divorce? Is because nobody knows who the other person is when they get married. They have no clue who that individual is. And they spend, that's why so many, and listen, so many marriages end within the first year. The first year, why? Because they find out who that individual really is. And they're like, I don't like him, or I don't like her, or she's evil. They have all kinds of things. And listen, they, they, listen guys, they, oh, I've heard them all. I've heard them all. Guys, it all happens because we don't approach it right the first time. We don't approach it right the first time. I noticed that, man, his, his first reaction before the relationship was, I want to know who she is. I want to know what kind of person she really is. And when he found out what, what kind of person she really was, his desire was not, well, let's just rush in this. His desire was simply to protect her. You notice he didn't say, hey, you want to go to a movie? I don't think they had movies back then, but he didn't ask her on a date. He didn't say, hey, you want to go on a camel ride? I mean, he didn't, he didn't ask her any of those things. You know, I mean, I guess they would have had that. It was something like that. I mean, he, he didn't ask her those things. I, I don't know what they did for dates back then. I mean, you know, say, let's, I, I don't know. But he didn't ask her on that. He didn't even say, you know, would you, do you want to, he, he didn't say, you want to go to dinner? He simply said, hey, will you allow me to protect you. Well, that'd be a weird first introduction, isn't it? Hey, I've been watching you for a long time. I've asked some people about you, and I really, I really like what I hear. Would you allow me to protect you? Most of you are like, <laughs> that got really weird, okay? So you're like, that's not a conversation. But listen, that's how this went down. That's how this went down. He simply said, listen, will you, will you hear me? Will you listen to me? Will you stay close? I, I love that. There's almost a tenderness in it. Will you stay close to me? Would you stay close? Will, will you allow me? I, I've already told these guys to leave you alone. I've told these guys not, not to mess with you. I, I don't want anybody badgering you. Anybody, I want you to feel safe. Man, there's, there's some tenderness in that conversation. And yet he's not even in a dating relationship with her. He just has a desire to protect her. Listen to me, guys. If you're in a relationship and there isn't a desire to protect that other individual, I'm telling you, step back and get out of that relationship. Because your motivation's wrong. That motivation's wrong. And listen, one of the things I love, this is one of the only times in Scripture, there's a few other places that, they don't date a lot in the Bible. 
someone just goes and gets a wife and brings them back. You know, I mean, that, how, how would you like to be that? I mean, how would you like to be either one of them? Where are you going? <laughs> Meet my husband. You know, it's like, how would you like that? I mean, that's how most dating happens in the Bible. I mean, you know, they go and they don't even get to meet them yet. They don't even get to see them. All of a sudden, they go into a land. And I mean, that's, it's like that with most of the marriages, most of the dating. That's how it is. Somebody goes and picks a wife and they put them together. Miraculously, that worked. Okay, now we don't do that today now. No, 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 we don't do that. So this is one of the only times in Scripture you see what I call a courting. Them finding some biblical, biblical way of dating. So guys, the picture that's given is that, listen, protection is the first reaction to an attraction and that the source of true attraction is where you really know that individual. And so I love kind of how this unfolds. He's, he gets through saying that, listen, I've asked about you. I, I find out what kind of person that you are. Because she's, she basically says, well, why, why are you doing this? Why, why, why do you want to do this? He said, because I, I, I've, asked, I've asked about you. He said, I, it's been fully reported to me what kind of person that you are. And then he says, the Lord will repay you. So now he's even saying that ultimately it's because God's involved in this relationship. God's involved in this. That, that I want to be a part of God repaying you for your kindness. God repaying you for the type of commitment you have. God repaying you for the kind of character that you have. He said, so I just if you'll just allow me, just allow me to protect you. And so you find this, and I, I love this and I have, to, I have to be done. But in verse 13 it says, then she said, let me find favor in your sight. He gets through asking, he said, can't. Will you let me protect you? Will, will you let me protect you? I'll, and basically what he's saying, I'll watch over you. He's saying, I will watch over you. I've already told him, Lee, I will watch over you. Guys, can I tell you in a relationship? Now listen, I know this sounds weird, old-fashioned, crazy. Guys, it's your job to watch over her. Did you hear me? It's your job to watch over her. It's your job to protect it is your job to watch over and, and keep safe. It's your job to desire to keep her close. You see, and what she, her reaction to that, I love that her reaction to that was even tender. Her reaction was simple. She said, let me find favor in your sight. Well, I thought she already did. Didn't he already show her all kinds of favor by saying, hey, come and stay close. And hey, you can, you can drink from the water that the men draw. And I've already told them that they were not to touch you. Didn't, didn't she already show? Didn't he already show her some favor? Man, she's, guys, this is a, a reaction. This is, this is where I think the, the love story begins. Is she accepts his protection. She accepts the fact that he desires to protect her, that he's watching out for her, that he wants what's best for her, and she accepts it. She says, let me find favor in your sight, my Lord. Now, I wouldn't suggest saying that. That's weird. But she, she acknowledges, acknowledges the person that he is, acknowledges the position that he has as far as the culture is concerned, but she receives the protection that he's offering. But then I love this. This phrase is really good. For you have comforted me. I wrote this down as the, the third thing. And like I said, there's a whole lot of sermons here. But it says, attraction that protects brings comfort. Attraction that protects brings comfort. 
It was a comfort to her. She said, listen, it's, it's comforting, the kindness that you've shown me. She even said, and, and you've spoken kindly to me. You've been kind. Guys, in a relationship, if there's one thing that you can learn about relationships, is that a relationship and a desire to protect an individual will comfort that person and ultimately be kind. It's not a force, well, I have to, well, I have to do this. It is a desire that is seen as an act of kindness. A desire to, to protect as an act of kindness. Because I remember when Jill and I were first dating and stuff, that that protection aspect really kicked on. And a lot of things, a lot of different things, a lot of weird ways. Uh, but th- it just it's like all kinds of protective lights started going on and and guys it would be things like we're walking somewhere i would always kind of watch things i know this but i'd always watch things i'd watch individuals i'd watch people i'd kind of watch scenarios if they're if we're walking i always made sure that i was closest to what i would call danger Uh, even if you're walking down the street i'd put her on the side that i knew was no danger and then she thought it was weird that when we came around there was an alley that i would all of a sudden move her to this side so that i was the first one walking around the corner of the alley alley and she's like what are you doing and I just said, I don't, I'm, I'm, I just feel like I should do that. Protect. What if there's somebody behind there? She'd say, sometimes, she'd, sometimes she'd say, that's just weird. Maybe it was weird, but I just, guys, it was in there. I just, I, I don't want anything to happen to her. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. What I want it, listen, if it's going to happen, I wanted it to happen to me. Now, is that weird? Guys, when there's a relationship that is a true attraction, what I call biblical Godly attraction that develops because you know an individual. You've got to know that individual. And in getting to know that individual, the attraction has increased. There becomes a real desire to protect that individual. And guys, there were times sometimes when Jill and I were dating that I would not go someplace with her. There were some places that I didn't trust myself to go because I knew that we'd be alone. And I was very attracted to her. And sometimes she thought it strange when she said, well, why? And I would have to tell her, because I don't protect, I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't trust myself to be alone with you like that. That's, that was humiliating for me to admit my own weakness as an individual, that I feel like I might, I might not protect her purity like I should. Because of my own, so I would say, no, we're, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to go there. We're not going to do that. Because there was a desire ultimately to protect her. Listen, guys, this is going to sound a little awkward or weird, but to even protect her from you. To even protect her from you. Like, I wouldn't want to force anything or to make you, to comp- have you compromise something because I, know, I knew that she cared for me. Guys, in, in a lot of cases, I knew maybe, maybe even that she would do some things. So I'm like, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that situation. Let's not go there. And guys, when you let down that guard is when things start to happen. People talk about that all the time. We were doing so good. We were doing so good. And yet something happened with the passion, the desire to protect, and it faded. And the person that actually stepped out of line was you. Guys, I want to challenge you. Let, let the one person who never, who never fails to protect that purity, who never fails 
to protect that desire of staying close, who never fails to protect that, let that person, guys, I'm challenging you, let that person be you. If there's one thing I'm sick and tired of, of girls being pressured to do stuff because we've got a bunch of horny guys that don't know how to control themselves. That's ridiculous, but it's our culture. They teach you that that's fine, that's normal, it's no big deal. Girls, it's not fine, it's not normal, and it is a big deal. You are worth waiting for, and any guy who doesn't think that is not desiring to protect you. Listen, Boaz could have done a lot of different things in this situation. He could have manipulated this situation easily. He was a wealthy man that had means to do a lot of things. And he could have easily come in here and done things in a wrong way. And yet you see that his passion, his desire to serve God ended up going. And you see that even in his desire to have a right relationship, even in how he pursued this young lady. But his first reaction, his first reaction was not to date. His first reaction was not to go to dinner. His first reaction was simply, I want to protect. Guys, and that's, that's a good biblical relationship goal. To seek to protect the others. Listen, I know I've talked to guys a lot in that case, and I know that girls, you have a, you have a role in that as well. If you really desire for him to, to protect you and to, to be strong in that protection, then you need to help him. You need to be careful about the things that you present. You need to be careful about how you present your own body. Girls, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you feel uncomfortable, but if you show it, they feel like they can touch it. So be careful what you wear. I don't care what style says. You want to wear something really low? That's just, guys, that's, a, that's just like saying, hey, here I am, come and get it. You say, oh, it's not like that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. To guys, they know that. Yes, it is. That's the way that it is. So be careful. Be careful about what you do. Because, guys, in relationships, you can either help each other or you can hinder each other. You have to decide what you're going to do. Guys, protection is a natural reaction to true attraction. I want you to take time this week and read the five questions that are at the bottom just to seek. I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm wanting you to really seek kind of even how you, how you work in your own relationships and to be very careful. And guys, this is a good biblical example of what things are. But listen, if it's a real attraction, if it really is, if that's an attraction based off the fact that that individual knows you, they've actually done something to try to get to know you, and after getting to know your personality, they truly find you attractive, one of the first things that you're going to see is their desire to be careful, to be slow, and to protect you. I'm not lying. When Jill and I were dating, her mother thought I was gay. She thought I was gay because every night when I'd take, drop her off at home, I wouldn't kiss her goodnight. I didn't kiss her again. You're like, oh, that's so prude. Guys, I, I didn't trust myself a lot with a lot of things, okay? I didn't trust myself, and so I didn't want to get into kissing. I didn't want to go that far. I just like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I want you to know that I love you. And she never thought that was awkward or weird that I wouldn't kiss her, you know? And, but her mother did. She's like, she'd walk in, did he kiss you? Did he kiss you? No. What's wrong with him? Hey, gay? <laughs> no. I'm dating your daughter. No, I'm not gay, Okay. But for the longest time, she thought I was because, you know, I, I, I hadn't kissed her. And I said, listen, if whatever happens one day and I do kiss you, don't tell your mother. I want her just, you know, just. But listen, there's a, there's a, a, a desire to protect. And I, and I don't, guys, the only relationships that I know a ton about are the one that I have with my wife, okay? And we weren't perfect in that. We weren't perfect. And matter of fact, the mistakes that we made were because that we made compromises and things that I should have been more careful about. That I should have tried to protect her more than I did. 
And if there was a compromise made, I, I, I accept responsibility for that because I don't believe in my heart if there was a compromise that it was her. Because I still believe that God calls men to lead relationships. If there's one thing I'd like to see coming out of this church is some men who know how to lead relationships, especially even if you're in high school. God's called you to be the spiritual leader. He's called be, you to be the one who sets the tone. And so you guys be careful and make sure that your desire is to protect, not to exploit. Let's pray. God, I thank you for tonight, and I thank you for your word, great wisdom that it brings. Lord, I, I'm thankful for this, this small book of Ruth and the things that it teaches us about even how we're supposed to date and how we should approach that. God, I pray that even in the, the weeks to come, God, we just got a couple more weeks of this. God, I pray that you'd help us to see what it is that you want us to see. God, I know that um, a lot of times when we talk about dating, things get uncomfortable. Uh, people have already made mistakes. They've already done things that they know they shouldn't do. Uh, we're in a very sexually loose society that talks about things they shouldn't talk about and pushes us to do things that we shouldn't do. But God, I pray that ultimately you'd help us to know that, that there's forgiveness with you and we can always start new and go after biblical relationships. No matter what's happened in the past, no matter where we, where we've, wh what mistakes we've made, we can always start new to pursue biblical relationships. Relationships that honor you, relationships that point to, to not just point to you, but God, to point to the fact that we love you. The Bible says that, that ultimately, even in marriage, that that's an example of a relationship with you. God, I pray that the relationships that we have would be relationships that are, that are seen as godly and beneficial, that people wouldn't look at us and say that we're just casual about things, but we're actually thoughtful about things. So God, I pray that you challenge us. Lord, I know that this is not popular. I know that it's something that you don't see a lot of things about. You're not going to find a lot of Bible studies about it. But God, I pray you'd help us to see this biblical principle. The biblical principle of what it means, if there really is a good relationship, then there will be a desire to protect. Lord, I love you and I praise you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.